And we are back on the Urban Absurdity Show. I am OG Ron. And I'm Bianca. And man, we got something going on up in this motherfucker today. We definitely do. What we got going on? <laughs> something very exciting. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. That it? We need some, like... Give me some more synonyms. We, we need something. Give me some synonyms. Okay. Man, we got a legend in the building. Yeah. You got the voice for it, see? We have a legend. In, they put an echo on it. We got a legend in the building today. Mm. Earthquake is in the motherfucking house. Woo! God damn it. God damn it. Did you hear that? Mm. <laughs> mm. I love that. That legendary is going well, ain't it, for sure? <laughs> We're getting it in with that legendary, bro. Man, introduce your protege, mister. Let oh, me... this is my man right here from the dirty motherfucker south to ATL. My man, Spencer Neil, Spencer Neil, he's my partner. He opens the show for me. Yes, sir. He's the opening, the feature, the everything. This uh-huh. motherfucker right here. That's dope. Trying to keep him straight. Ta- start taking him out here on this press to let him know. Yeah. It's a it's, it's a different kind of muscle right here. Okay. You know, that's a necessary thing, you know. Get each one to teach one. This is the one right here. And this, you know. Well, we definitely got to ask him some questions later. Let, like, yeah. if we want to know how it feels to just travel the world with the legend and open for him, like, that's a big, you know what I mean? That's a hell of a bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn right. Especially when you live at home with your parents, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's a big jump. So let's get into <laughs> the legend, that's man. That's, that's, that's a, a huge that's, jump. That's, that's, I try to tell this that's motherfucker. That's pretty big. Well, a thousand people want his job. They'll do it for free. He owe this motherfucker like he deserves it. I'll leave this motherfucker right now. Man, if no, you tell me, you. let's go. Hey, like, where you going? Keep on telling him I get an application every week for his <laughs> job. <laughs> Spencer, watch your back. Watch your back. Everybody's, everybody coming. I don't like how y'all coming in. Listen, we gonna talk to you later. We gonna talk to you. Hey, y'all need to back the fuck up right now, nigga. Y'all talking about my job while I'm here. Hey, at least you tell him in his face. We, we gonna this, let you know. Nigga, we tell you. This nigga be sleeping like he's secure. <laughs> <laughs> like he a first rounder. You understand? Y'all he, said, I tell yeah. that nigga, listen here, you punter. <laughs> You part of the motherfucking team now. We only notice you when you fuck up. When they block your plunk and they, they run for a touchdown and you ain't tackle them. Oh, Those my God. Trying to get my fifth-year option picked up. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. How y'all doing this morning, man? Man, we better now that you here, man. Yes. We've been waiting on this interview. I've been going crazy. You know I've been bugging the shit out of oh, you, inboxing you every damn God other damn. day. <laughs> Boy, Come. To the club, I'm short. I didn't know what you hey, wanted to do. I'm hey. like, let me take something, though. Hey, <laughs> I owe you $5 for that shirt, hey, too. Hey. I was broke as hell last night. Hey, nigga. <laughs> I'm like, can I get two for 35 quick? Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> this don't work for you, nigga. <laughs> Collections be your number one. You'll be the best motherfucker. Collect- Man, Equifax ain't got shit on you, nigga. At all. <laughs> I'm At just all. telling you, a tracker nigga down with no social security, <laughs> no nothing. You find about aunt and brother... Persistence, yeah. resiliency, nigga, then my adjectives. They cover you, boy. You's a bad motherfucker. Hey, man. I, don't I was even... not going to stop. I was like, stop texting no, the man. Wait till no, he get in town. No, you won't. I said, this motherfucker. This got to be a setup. <laughs> don't nobody be on you like this. Now, who do I owe money or did wrong in Kansas City? Who the fuck is this thing? Because <laughs> somebody looking for the setup. <laughs> There's no motherfucker, no, with any pride or dignity, would be hitting you back to back to back. This nigga did it more than Drake. You know what I mean? 
I hit him with like three messages straight that I was like, you know what? No, nah, I'll just talk to you at the club. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm on him, bro. Like, I don't play around. God damn. But no, brother, that's why you successful. <laughs> fuck that. And I'm here because of you. I swear. I like, fuck it. Yes. <laughs> Today, nigga. Today. Well, we appreciate it, man. And we, we ain't going to really waste do. no more time because I got a whole, like, the Come chronological on. order, man. Come on with it, brother. First of all, you are known as the comedian's comedian. Right. And we interview comedians on this show, so we have verified that they feel that way about you. How do you feel about that, and how the hell did you get it like that, bro? Well, first of all, you get it like that for the work. Second of all, it's the highest honor that you can get. I mean, a lot of other people need to be validated with comedy shows. Uh, I mean, with TV shows, movies, and things like that. I think the highest uh, compliment you can get is from your peers, because they see what you do and they understand because it's what they do you know what i mean mm -hmm. and um i, I i've been having that title for a long time because see i used to own a club down in atlanta and comedians are hear about me you know like a folklore and they, they go down to atlanta boy it's this motherfucking name earthquake and you know chris spencer tells this uh story he said he was bringing some comedians from la they said we we doing a comedy act in Atlanta. Let's go up to Uptown, see this comedian, Earthquake. And motherfucker said, Earthquake? Why they call him Earthquake? He said, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and he just said the natural disaster of what it is, the rapid five, the jokes, the intelligence part of it, the knock-knock. Mm -hmm. He said, that's why I came from it. And it's been came from all, all comedians, no matter what your race is, which way they play it. And that's mm -hmm. how it came from it. And it's mm -hmm. the highest honor to ask you, man. Mm -hmm. so it is. Well, I'll definitely say you deserve it because there's a lot of people with titles out here and it don't really represent them well. Like, you wear the <laughs> shit out that title, bro. You well, know what a mean? lot of their titles are self-imposed. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You know how some of you niggas. This is the best nigga you ever had, ain't it? <laughs> yeah! Yeah, you still gonna hit me with my rent, right? <laughs> yeah, they'll say anything you want to. Okay. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, Accurate. Yeah, man. You still going to do what you say you're going to do, right? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, self-imposed type. You know, mine was okay. given. So where did the name Earthquake come from? Because I thought it was going to be one last night, but it was like a tornado in the city. So you yeah. caused some some weather friction last night, whether you knew it or not. Now, what I told motherfucker last night, I'm glad my cousin from New Orleans <laughs> wasn't here. This motherfucker would have ran up out that bitch all that rain. <laughs> He'd be like, God damn, it's about to happen again. <laughs> God let's damn, go, goddamn. Let's, let's go. Get that, fuck that mic. Let's go, great. I know rain when I know rain. This ain't yeah. rain. This is fucking, I know that's the last time. That water, that, 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 don't fuck with that water now. That nigga still shook. Here come that water, goddamn. Here come that guy. Nigga ain't took a bath since, nigga. That nigga, was, he a wash up shorty. You hear me? That oh, nigga? my God. He won't even fuck with the shower. No, Katrina the still got that nigga. I know water. Don't nobody know water like I know water. That's all that motherfucker said. Um, I used to say this joke said, uh, you know, I used to sit back and say, um, the reason why I'm came earthquake is anytime a woman take every precautions and precautions to not to be pregnant and you still get pregnant, there's nothing else you can name that child but a natural disaster. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the real truth about it is, uh, you know, this was not a, um, uh, this was just a, being a comedian was just the best decision that day. I didn't come out, you know, you have all these, like Bernie used to say, you know, his mama was crying and and she was going through some stuff and she turned on and seen Red Fox 
And she laughed and he seen that and he said, that's what I want to do, make people laugh during that time. Mm -hmm. I don't have no fucking story like this. <laughs> I just You came a different route. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I'm I'm that dude, man. And, and the dude that I am, I just try to make the best decision that day. I don't, you know, just, and this was just a decision I made and a better decision hadn't came along. So mm -hmm. it turned out to be what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. To answer the question, the reason I came up with Earthquake, because in case this shit didn't work, I wasn't gonna fuck up my good name. <laughs> so, you know shit wasn't in my name, goddamn. Yeah, yeah, people like, what's up, Earthquake? Nah, my name Nathaniel. I don't know no motherfucking Earthquake. Yeah, I do, yeah, you are Earthquake, you got booed. You was that dude that they was throwing stuff. Man, that wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me, dog. And I got that kind of family, man. They would ride me all day long, man. I heard mm -hmm. he was down Atlanta trying to be a comedian, got booed. And that, that wasn't me. Talking about, they say he was going under the name Earthquake. No, no. Why would I not use my name if I was going to do it? But insecurity of the point that if this didn't come to fruition, man, you know, I wouldn't fuck up my good name. That's all. And, okay. Uh, that's how I came with Earthquake, to be quite honest. Plus, Nathaniel Stroman just didn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> You know, when you're doing for a black audience, you need all the fighting chances you can. Yeah. They was back in the day when I was starting, they'll boo you just off your name. That's yeah. why some niggas had to go buy hamburger and sugar ducky, <laughs> quack, quack. We just needed a fighting chance up there. We wasn't good looking like D Ray and the rest of them good looking motherfuckers. Okay. You needed something to get them off your motherfucking ass. Give it up for Nathaniel Stroman. Nathaniel Stroman. <laughs> the fuck? Is this poetry? <laughs> You don't want to start the game first and 25, nigga. You want, you want first and 10, so. Okay. I came up with Earthquake and them two reasons. The fighting chance, because my name didn't roll off the tongue in case this shit didn't come to fruition, which mm -hmm. it has. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't fuck up my good name. Okay, well, it definitely worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I got down. When did you realize you were funny? Like, the, like this could really work. Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a realist. And how I got into comedy is I was dating this chick and we was watching um, Delirious. And I mean, she was on the floor, rolling on the ground <laughs> and shit. I'm like, motherfucker, that's funny. <laughs> ain't that funny. If you want to fuck them, just say you want to fuck them. Don't be over this month. Ah, ah, ah. You know what I'm saying? The ice cream truck was coming. The ice cream truck, bitch. The ice cream truck. That's what got you. That's why you on the floor. You over here cream. more stood in this ain't a red suit and everything. Just yeah. say you love a nigga right there. But don't tell me the ice cream man is coming, got you all up. Oh, you're just jealous. I said, no, I'm not saying it's, it's not funny. I'm just yeah. saying that is not the funniest shit I have ever heard. Mm -hmm. Well, you do better. I say, well, motherfucker, I'll bet you I can do it. Give me a little minute. Yeah, so <laughs> we, I did five minutes, man, and um, Shit felt good, nigga. Plus, he gave me $50. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait a minute here. <laughs> wait a minute here. Yeah. We wait, we got something yeah. here, Slim. We might, <laughs> we might got something to get the fuck out this military with. You know what I mean? And, okay. Um, so, about to get out the military, I was, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to try. So, I kept on just trying, and ain't nothing better came along. So, that's mm -hmm. how I got down. And it's been that way ever since, and nothing better has came, you know. Okay. It wasn't no epiphany. It wasn't no, that's what I want to do. Just, <laughs> you know. And all my stories lead back to black women. Good and bad. The motherfucker. 
I'm gonna leave this earth fucking with a black woman. I'm telling okay. you something. Yes. Fucking yes, the fucking just yes. said I'm gonna die, motherfucker, fucking nah. with a black woman. Hell yeah, you she better goddamn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, yes. they take Listen, credit even you for your death. Even, even, Boy, oh, yo, yo, bring bringing you in here yeah. and taking you out. <laughs> see that? You see that? See that? These niggas just can't die without me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. see, I gotta do everything. You understand? Know gotta do everything around. You want to take credit for your death? It's a damn shame. Yeah, it's all. I love it. If you live to any story, anything about me has something to do with women, with women, and it's always a black woman. Something. Fucking good or bad. Okay. That fucking road. That's my resume. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to rewind real quick then. So you graduate high school, and then you enroll in the Air Force? You enlist? Soon, man. Um, soon as I got off the fucking, as uh, soon as I walked across the fucking uh, stage, man, I walked right into the military. Um, live with a mother that my, I loved her to death, but boy, it was hard living in that motherfucker. <laughs> That's why I envied my boy right here. He still lived with his parents, nigga. As soon as I was able to get the fuck out of there, I was gone. And um, I want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm about ready. He said, hold on. I didn't say I want to stay. Hey, hey, listen. I feel you got a good shot coming up. Listen, I was getting hollered at at home for free. I said, fuck it. Might as well get hollered at for a check in the military. What the fuck? This motherfucker. At least they give you your own room and everything. This yeah. motherfucker hollering at you and don't tell you what meals and nothing. Fuck that. <laughs> Sign me up, Uncle Sam, because this mama shit ain't working. But at How what, long did yeah, you put in? Nine and a half years, close wow. to 10. I wanted to do 20, but the war broke out. Mm-hmm. And I told them, motherfuckers, I don't mind practicing for war, but y'all motherfuckers fighting for real. <laughs> you need a real soldier. I joined here to get out of my mother house. I could have stayed at home to get shot at. You, you need some Rambos. <laughs> I ain't that brother. Yeah, too. Oh, it's motherfuckers in there hoping they can go to Ukraine. Them motherfuckers like, send us in. We've been wanting to fight the fucking Russians forever. <laughs> and, they ain't, and they showing they really ain't the Russians of old, them untrained motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They soldiers taking the ass whooping <laughs> by 500 goddamn soldiers in Ukraine. This nigga's right now in the military. About, Man, these are motherfuckers y'all got us up running for every day. <laughs> oh my Sorry, God. motherfuckers. But yeah, man, best experience of my life. I tell young people, go into the military. Just pick you a job that you can trans. You can translate. Mm-hmm. It can translate into something when you get out. Unfortunately for me, I loaded like missiles and ain't nothing you can do with that in the military. Mm-hmm. Delta, you know, on planes. Delta don't fly with no AIM-9s, no AIM-7s and oh, 975 shit. rounds of ammunition <laughs> and shit. So my job was fucked up, when, nigga. When needed in the world. No, <laughs> nigga, United don't need no cruise missiles on it. So they, they had a nigga play. They gave me a job only you can do in that motherfucker, man. So I'm, I'm nigga getting out of the military being a mad-ass policeman. <laughs> Oh my god. A mad ass cop nigga did nine years loading bombs and you put that shit on your resume. Well, we don't need that out here. Um I load bombs is on your resume. You can go to Israel. Israel needs you to teach them how they put this this new pl- this new this new jet we bought from America. Going oh over god. that bitch. You crazy in the motherfucker. So it was it was it was limited. All right, so let's get to the comedy club then, because yeah. I have been hearing rumors for forever. Like you were the first like black comedy club owner in that city. Was that Dallas and Atlanta? No. What happened is, um, again, uh, 
I wasn't the first in Atlanta. They had the Comedy Act Theater. And they had one in L.A. and they had one in Atlanta. And um, you couldn't, I was doing like white clubs because mm-hmm. it was only one black club and the line was longer than shit. The PPP loan application. <laughs> They wouldn't let motherfuckers in. And the brothers didn't have no system. You know how Al is. I, no disrespect to us, but if you're going to get into a business, you at least got to follow the rules of the business. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get into motherfucking business and break all the protocols. And Comedy Act, it was one of them. Mm-hmm. And one of them is what I mean by that. It's a process for you to get on the main stage. Usually in any comedy club, the Back in the day, you would perform at the open mic, and if you do well at the open mic, then they'd give you a spot when the headliners, such as me, get into town. They mm-hmm. would book you. That's your reward. You've been doing real good, coming here, crushing it on a free night mm-hmm. for them to make money as entertainer, killing it as your reward, the progression in your career you go get to be on stage with a motherfucker. So I was mm-hmm. kind of like a professional. I come there on Tuesday and on the weekend go hit down in Florida, com- I mean, coconuts and different things like this. So anyway, being a black comic back in that time, you couldn't tell a motherfucking chick use a, a comedian because first thing, when you gonna be at the comedy act? Well, motherfucker, there's other comedy clubs in the comedy <laughs> act. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's a stepping stone. It's like being in Kansas City, man. You know, get that going. You know that shit, you know. But, motherfucker, if you ain't there, you know, just shit's on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think I know her. Yeah, I know, you know. It's an attitude amongst all they ass, you know. They're breeded with that attitude. Fuck you until you show it to me, motherfucker. So, um, <laughs> so... So, you know, so to get that validation of a round, and mm-hmm. of course I told you back have to be with a woman to tell her to come see me. Yeah. I keep on, and I finally got the owner of the club to put me on. I said, man, when are you going to put me on? He said, all right, man, this week you're going to be able to open up for Paul Mooney. No shit. Yeah, he said, you can open for Paul Mooney, man, Friday. So I said, great, nigga. I went back to the, yeah, 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 motherfucker. You gonna come see a nigga? I'm at the comedy act <laughs> this weekend. You know, yeah, I'm gonna be there. We gonna see if you funny. I, I hate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nigga, I come up Friday, nigga. You know how it is. This your birth. You got to understand this, yo. This your first opening on here. You got the chick out there and everything. Uh-oh. I come up there like, um, so what time I come on? This bastard gonna tell me, uh, what you talking about? <laughs> I said, God, oh, man, damn. you said this is my week, I get to work. I wouldn't say that, I didn't say that. I said, you did, you said I was gonna open for Paul Mooney. Paul, Paul does not a lot of time. Paul doesn't have opening acts. We just have the MC introduce him, and we don't put in here. I said, you lying motherfucker, you tell me. He said, watch your mouth who you talking. You want I said, man, you is a lying motherfucker. I didn't tell you that, and that's why me and Sherman Golden is so tight. Sherman Golden said, yeah, you did. I was right there when you told him. So he banned me and Sherman. <laughs> God damn. So me and Sherman got banned from the Comedy Act Theater. Wow. So I called my mother, which is, you know, it all depends on how you race. My mother is not a huggy, Philly type of motherfucker. When you fall down, get your ass up. Mm. She ain't kind of no run over and get yeah. your baby. She never raised me like that. Like, it's, you know, it's like, come in here and learn to cook. Cause ain't no bitch going to cook for you. You going to have to feed yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was that type of mom. So I call her in there, like, mom, this motherfucker. 
sit down here, told me I was going to be up here. I got all these people out here and see me on here. And she told me, like she said, you can't, what did I tell you when you beat up that boy? I said, beat up what boy? He said, remember the boy got mad, you got mad at him because he wouldn't let you ride his bike? I said, yeah, he promised me I could ride his bike if I help him cut the grass. And nigga didn't let me ride a bike. I said, I'm going to tell you the same thing. What did I tell you right there? You can't force anybody to do something with their thing that ain't yours, mm -hmm. even if they promised it to you. Yeah. You either got one choice, get your own or find another. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I went and found my own comedy club. So I got with this dude who was opening up. Uh, he was uh, having little rooms. His name was Gary Abdo. He was booking clubs, little shit like Taco Max, little small motherfucking things, putting two by fours and uh, making stages. And we'll do it for $150. I said, man, still in doing this, you need to open up. We need to open up a club. He said, them can't go up against the improv and the funny bone. I said, no, a black club. So I said, listen, this is what we need to do. So I took them down to the comedy act and said, look, at they don't have no food. They got 400 people in this motherfucker with two waitresses. Mm -hmm. And they all, they all the main thing they do, breaking another rule, they book one comic and he works the whole month. They'll bring Joe Toy down and Ted Coppinger, and they'll be there for the whole fucking month. Damn. The whole fucking month. Every other comedian rotate, every other club rotate, give you a new act every weekend. These arrogant bastards. <laughs> Just say Ted Coppinger this week, next week, third week, fourth week. <laughs> Damn. But you, that what happened when supply and you the only one, you got this, uh, the demand is high and you the only supply. Mm -hmm. You can make, in our community, you know it, when it's only the own soul food restaurant, they treat you the worst because you don't got nowhere else to go get it at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they say support black business. Well, you first thing nigga, be business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do business. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck over your clientele. In fact, to be quite honest with you, I always believe you should treat them, treat us better than the norm. That's why we coming to you. But a lot of times, a lot of times, and now they treat you worse. And us as customers too, do not walk in there looking for half price because you don't ask for half price when you go to the other place. That's something else said. Yeah. So anyway, we both went out and um, looked for uh, financing for the club. He found it. We found a. Um, the number one plastic surgeon doctor in um, Atlanta. Uh, he gave us a half a million dollars after we proved that we could God. move money around. Damn. And we got a half a million dollars and I found a place in Buckhead. This is when black people wasn't going to Buckhead in Atlanta. And that's why I named it Uptown. Because mm -hmm. their club was downtown. And um, I put it together and he told any comedians that worked in my club, they could not work in his club, this one or the one in Los Angeles. You gotta understand, this is the market. This is where Robin Harris is. This is the mecca. This is the black club that's that uh, you working that bitch like Apollo back in the day. You mm -hmm. was authenticated. So that's what made me so great because I had to do all the shows by myself mm -hmm. with other comedians that come over that didn't want to violate that. Uh, that I call it a restraining order, nigga. If I catch you <laughs> over that bitch, you in trouble. Yeah. And I tell Steve, that's why me and Steve Harvey are so uh, tight, uh, because I call Steve. Said, this motherfucker ain't getting, I'm getting nobody to come work my fucking club. Steve said, nigga, I'll come work it. And uh, he came, and uh, first show, he showed up. 
had 50 people. And I try to tell people, Steve Harvey been Steve Harvey ever since I known. The motherfucker you see now is the motherfucker before he became, but he believed he has the un, un, undeniable confidence. Some people take it arrogant, but the confidence, Steve Harvey's always been Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. He walked in that Thursday show, it was 50 people in that motherfucker. He said, cast the show. Steve Harvey don't do the show for 50 people. I'm like, nigga, that's packed. <laughs> it's a full house, yeah, nigga. Full house in there. I know it hold two fifty, but we got. <laughs> nigga, I've been in this bitch with a hot fifteen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, "Steve Harvey don't do no motherfucking show for fifty people. Give him all the money back. Tell him come back this weekend. Pick me up at five o'clock in the morning, man. We're going to the radio station. Damn, nigga. We we drive by the nigga. I'm saying, I pick him up at five o'clock in the morning on the way to the radio station. Say, nah, stop at Dunkin' Donuts first. So, <laughs> so you want a donut? Say, nah, that's for the DJs. These insecure bastards. <laughs> after we get finished with them, they gonna they don't want to let us get this kind of time because they they in they in they inferior of us because they think we are gonna take their job. We are gonna take it, but not right now. Yeah, <laughs> this Damn. is what this motherfucker said. Not right now. And I said, all right. And I never knew what radio the power radio was. Sat there and watched that motherfucker work from six to ten. And I seen it, man. He got off the phone. We got off that air, man. We sold out the six o'clock show, eight o'clock show, ten o'clock show, midnight. We did four shows on fucking uh, Friday, four on Saturday, and three on Sunday. All fucking sold out. I said, so this was up. Damn. And then when I had to pay him, and I paid that motherfucker $49,000, I said, it's this kind of money in this motherfucker? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. God, oh, yes, sir. So they came to see him, but they saw me. You yeah. see what I'm saying? That's why I tell motherfuckers all the time. They came to see Steve, mm-hmm. but they discovered me. And see, by him bringing all of those people there, you got to understand, my club had food. It had VIP section. It had valet parking. It was in the better part of town. It was mm-hmm. on it, and it was upscale. Shit, they flocked to it. It was all over after that. So it was a rap after it that. It was a rap, <laughs> and everybody started coming to my club, and we closed their club down. It was wow. over. They came to me and yeah, said- I started at, at Uptown. I started- You understand? 20 years later. Yeah, Damn, so we, we closed that bitch down. So we was the premier, the whole club, and the whole time off of it. And um, mm-hmm. that's how I came to owning that motherfucker, and it was the number one club in the- um, bringing out all the comedians that came out of Atlanta, came out of that club. Mm. Yeah. So that love Steve gave you, that was from like, were y'all friends before comedy or was it just like your stage president and you comedically that he believed in you to do that? No, that it was before that because I was in the military and um, I was about to get out and I would say, do I really want to do this? Cause this is the angle, you know? And, um, let me see it. So I went down, I drove down to Mobile, Alabama to see him perform at a club and the motherfucker was good. I was like, all right, this motherfucker is good. So, you know, I was I was you, OG. I, I went and knocked on the nigga door. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you understand? Hey, this nigga had a knife and everything, you know. <laughs> you know, this, this one, this, this nigga in the motel, ain't no wall. It's, it's out his door is the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> ain't, you there ain't you, no you wall. get out there, ain't no wall. It's a motel, nigga. This, he walk outside, he outside, nigga, to his car. Yeah. 
I knock on the motherfucker. I see the nigga eye because you see the, the little peephole. They get dark and light. He opened up with the chain. I see him holding it down. I say, yeah, man, what's up, man? <laughs> I said, calm down, nigga. <laughs> I just come to see you. And then this, so he gave me the game on it, told me about it. And uh, we was cool ever since. And then his one of our partners for us to solidify the loan, we had to bring somebody in who was um, um, could tell us the nuance of running a club, and his name was Chris DePetta, and he owned a comedy club in Atlanta, but he didn't find my club being competition to him because it was a black club, and they weren't letting black acts in anyway unless she was a main streamer. And you wow. got to understand, that was before Def Jam and the rest of it. They never, ever allowed us to perform, so... Mm-hmm. You know, the improvs and the funny bones never saw us as a threat to them because they was not, we wasn't their clientele. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Most yeah. black acts that came through their club was already huge, and, and by that time, you had to go through the mainstream to be huge. So at best, if you came to see a black act, mm-hmm. it was 50-50, half white, half black. Okay. Was never no hundred percent urban act mm-hmm. crossing over to mainstream rooms back then. You know, you had your Jimmy Walkers and the motherfuckers like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they was shocked with Mark Curry because he was from Oakland. Mm-hmm. He was doing all that goddamn cussing, but he had <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper so he could get up there. You yeah. know what I mean? So Steve yeah. was like that. You know, Steve was a mainstream. Uh, John Hinton. Uh, fucking um, J. Anthony Brown. These was brothers that was in mainstream clubs, but you know didn't have the um, didn't have black people coming to see him at mm-hmm. the numbers of it. So he didn't he didn't see it as a, a conflict. So he was able to still have his club in Atlanta and allow us to have ours in us because it was two different um, competing. I mean, di- di- two different clubs competition wise. Okay, you know constituents coming to see him. It was like a, you own a jazz, a, a rock station, and an yeah. urban station. We ain't gonna play the same songs. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that kind of philosophy. So, Did you want to go like mainstream when you saw everyone else go? Well, I started mainstream, but when I own my own club, it pushed me into to our own people because I had a black comedy club. I started mainstream, because first of all, I didn't even know a black comedy club even exists. Because mm-hmm. so, I, I, when I moved to Atlanta, I had never been to Atlanta. That was just another best decision I made that day. I turned on CNN when I was getting out of the military, and they said, where's the best, you know how they had them posed, what's the best place for black men to prosper? Mm-hmm. And they had Atlanta number one. I said, well, I guess that's where <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed four of my friends that also didn't want to fight in Desert Storm. I said, we going. <laughs> I said, niggas, we packing up and getting the fuck up out of here. So all four of us moved to Atlanta, stayed in a uh, three-bedroom, man, till we got on our feet. Yeah. And uh, it was the most beautiful thing in the world because that's when it was back when Atlanta was Atlanta. It was, it was at the point that you ain't even had to pay for gas first. I'm the reason why the motherfuckers make you pay. Because I was filling up and leaving that motherfucking hose on the side of the road and robbing them country motherfuckers, boy. I was doing them in, nigga. I never paid for no gas, motherfucker. Yeah, they stopped that shit. That was because of you. I didn't know it. Yeah, nigga. They said, I remember you. Yeah, yeah. 
pump first. You pump first and then go in there and pay him, nigga. See, what it was is y'all ain't know what it is. This what happened is you pump it, and then when you put the handle back in, the a little alarm coming in, dee, 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 that why nigga look up and he'll see you. Mm. I was like, how did this motherfucker know when you finish? Yeah. But you take it off, pump it off, and then just lay that bitch on the ground. <laughs> Lay Damn. that bitch on the ground, nigga. He still think you pumping. You halfway to Chattanooga. You already nigga. go. <laughs> Lay that bitch on the ground. <laughs> they said, we got to stop this motherfucker right here. I don't know Damn. who around this bitch. I Just, never knew that, though. Yeah, that was me, Slim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went down there and fucked up Atlanta. I, I was in that bitch robbing him. I don't think I paid for gas for the first year I lived in Atlanta. Nigga, it was freedom all the way on that bitch. Oh and you gotta look God. at him while he walking around, while he helping somebody else. Yeah, that nigga ain't looking out here. <laughs> 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 don't scare all. Baby, Drive got real slow, nigga. You don't want to. You don't want him look out the window. You don't want to rouse no, no suspicion. No, no suspension or nothing. Just lay that bitch down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nigga, whole tank. Oh <laughs> I did that shit for at least a year and a oh half. Came one time, niggas say, nah, come on inside. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shit is this? Nah, it's a motherfucker around here robbing the shit out of us. Oh, they so, done looked at you and said, <laughs> Yeah, come, come on, on inside. <laughs> come on to the window, nigga. How much you need on five, y'all? <laughs> Take this 20, nigga. Put 20 on five. These niggas done fold the plan, nigga. It was, oh it was sweet while it was sweet, nigga. It was yeah, sweet, nigga. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was a sweet ride, nigga. <laughs> never played no gas. Drove all the way to Florida, nigga. Oh, my God. <laughs> I ain't never paid for no gas. Fly all the way to my Hold on. I'm to a quarter tank. I can make it to Atlanta. Get some more of that free gas. Why pay for this motherfucking gas here? Oh, I talked the whole time. Okay. All right, we're going to go to 2004. Yeah. So was the Earthquake Show, was that a pilot? Did it actually get episodes made? What happened with the Earthquake Show? Let me tell you about that shit, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to know. Again, fucking with women, preferably oh, black women. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was going through my divorce, man, and mm -hmm. um, this motherfucker right here. All no good niggas ain't men. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Um, I got my big break, man. And, President of ABC said they want to do my want to do my TV show. Gave me a development deal, man. And I was just in, I was just married about a year and a half, and um, finding out I had married the wrong motherfucker, dog. And uh, damn, yeah, dog. And it was funny because I'm like, how am I, how am I gonna do this? Because see what people understand is you could be talented, which I am and a lot of other comedians is, but acting is a whole different thing. And you know, just like me and my boy right here, we love sports and shit. You get drafted as a quarterback and you put an investment into a quarterback, they put somebody around him to teach him what it is to be a pro in the face of a franchise. It's a learning tool. Mm -hmm. And that's what I am, metaphorically, when you get a TV show and the show is about you. So if you, you're you not an actor, you're a superstar, you need put you need to put people around you who are solidified actors mm -hmm. that you can bounce off with to help you learn while the show progress. Take Martin, put Gina around him, Pam. Y'all might think them, them are sisters that have been studying since 16 college. They are well-seasoned actors mm -hmm. 
You look at Will Smith, they put, when he had the Fresh Prince, they put stars around him, actors mm -hmm. around him to balance off of it. So, nigga, I'm going through my divorce, nigga, trying to get it, and then I get cast. I'm sitting here, who I want to put on the show. And I get Harley Robinson Pete. Mm -hmm. Now, I wanted, what I should have did was pick Don Lewis. But I'm, I'm in here, I don't know no better, man, and um producer was who was giving me advice unbeknownst to me used to date Holly Robinson Pete so he trying to get her a check mm -hmm. so I like alright and then they tell me oh she's the black uh, I forgot who this white chick is no matter who Jennifer Anderson equivalent Jennifer Anderson this chick back in the day anytime she gets on the sitcom it immediately get picked up and you gotta understand Holly Robinson Pete was a black woman for 21 Jump Street and she was mm -hmm. at she was it Got her play my wife, nigga. We on one. We about to make it. Yeah. This motherfucker sold me off with chicken chains. Uh, Went up there and told the motherfucker, the executive, he can't act. He terrible. And the whole nine. I know this from birds because my acting coach told me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sitting down here and I'm looking at this motherfucker. So I'm over here getting shade from my co-star who I got paid. And now I got a chick at home that I can't stand. <laughs> so... So there's a lot going on. Oh, nigga. There was a lot of pressure. Oh, nigga. Pre and trying to learn and lead at the same time. Yeah. See, that's the thing. You can't learn and lead at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's why you need strong actors around you can lean on mm -hmm. and they can bounce off of and they can teach you that on it instead of giving you that negativity telling you can't act. Motherfucker, I never said I was an actor. Mm -hmm. I told you I was a movie star, motherfucker. <laughs> it's a difference. Yeah. You read content. I'm walking content. Mm -hmm. You consume content. They gave me this show because I am content. Mm -hmm. Ungrateful bastard. You. <laughs> Just the, it was wow. a, so that failed, Damn. and it yeah, and it took uh, until now to get another shot at my own show. Mm -hmm. So these shots don't come around. So that's what happened to it. Okay, back to back, black to black women. Smacking me up in Dax. <laughs> pat, 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 poop, pat, poop. <laughs> yeah. Who did, who did you really want? I have well, I wanted whoever I thought. I didn't know who to want because I didn't know what I needed. Oh, okay. See, you don't know that. See, I know now chemistry means a lot. Yeah. Name recognition is cool, but you have to have chemistry. Now I know. But you got to understand, I was kind of like where my young man is early in my career. Thankful the thankful of the uh, of the uh, opportunity, thank you, of having this. And then my ex-wife, with her her hating ass, <laughs> she went down that motherfucker to audition to play my wife. What? Yeah, nigga. Damn. I ain't know nothing about that till we had the rap party. <laughs> and <laughs> I went to introduce her to the casting director. Uh -huh. For the show, I say, hey, this is my wife. And we said, know her. Said, yeah. <laughs> hey, Robin. <laughs> said, you know, say, yeah, Quake, why didn't you tell me your wife was an actress? I said, I who, who knew? I didn't know. He said, I would have put her up in there and gave her a better slot than making her sit outside mm -hmm. with the rest of the catacomb. I said, what you mean? So she said, you didn't know your wife came down here to audition to play your wife on a TV show? Damn. I said, you bullshit. I thought that. <laughs> You bullshit. Wow. So I pull this motherfucker to the side. I said, what the fuck is you doing? I, shit, you living your dream. Why can't I live mine? <laughs> the fuck? Do you know 
how stupid we look over here, motherfucker. <laughs> you think they're going to give me millions of dollars to run a show and I can't even hold my own household down, nigga? Wow. You, you can't play my wife on TV as my wife. You, <laughs> you. Damn. Yes, and that was the final straw, nigga. I packed my, I went on the road, never came back. I was just about to say, how do you deal with a situation that, like that? That was the final motherfucking straw, dog. I Damn. went. I went on the road and never came back. Left like I was going <laughs> on the show to work and never came back. Oh, my God. Never told us you can have everything, the house, everything. Because something in that bitch is contaminated, and I'm not transferring it over here. I'm not fucking with But that, all this shit I'm telling you is truly what happened, and that's how my show went down in flames. Damn, man. I always wondered what happened to that because you never yeah. heard any stories about it. So. Yeah. That's why I owe Kim Whitley. Kim Whitley saw I was struggling, came to the last taping, ran lines with me and everything between my own show, mm-hmm. and then she said, fuck it, Quake. Do that motherfucker the way you want to do it. It's your shit. And by that time when I got that inspiration and that guidance and that lit, that that necessary Feud I need. It was too late. We was already. It was too late. Gone for me to save. Mm-hmm. It was too late, and it and it went down in flames. And so I have t- this story. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a story. It's the true story. <laughs> flames, <laughs> nigga. These ain't jokes, huh? These yeah, ain't these, jokes. That definitely wasn't a joke. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's real. Told you it'd come to a woman. Mm-hmm. I told you. Every good and bad got something to do with your black ass. Listen, yeah. something listen. good or bad got something to do with your black but, ass. But listen, the, the persistence that <laughs> she had to try to fill it, to try to audition for the show <laughs> was just was just hilarious. That Amazing, was, <laughs> like the fact that she went down there like in real life, like you weren't gonna find out. Listen, <laughs> like what the and hell? And on the show. But my thing is, post she got the role, don't you think? What she was gonna surprise me? Look here, surprise! I'm getting dressed. Right, I she see you when you dressed. get back home. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yes, she I, said she gonna see you at this house and at the house. <laughs> yes, she actually auditioned oh to play my wife on my television show. That is my biggest idea. break. In my career. That sounds like a sitcom plot, though, don't it? Like, it sounds like that should have been mean, an episode. I mean. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> yes. I might steal that story. You see uh, that shit? I'm telling you, man, it really happened, dog. And you, 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 as a, and I don't want to sound soft, you're so hurt. Yeah. You'd be like, God damn, boo. It was. I got to fight outside and inside, motherfucker. I'm competing against my own, my own. And there is no way this could come to fruition. There's no way they're going to, you're an unexperienced actor. I am too. There's no way they're going to allow us to have this. What it is, if you had any smartness of it, even if you had that desire, you allow your man to get through. He solidified that, and then you come back to him and say, baby, this is what I want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Look into me or all the people that's kissing his ass yeah. that got to come through you. You say, before you go to this, you need to do this for me. Mm-hmm. It's other ways, but your selfishness, narrow-minded, just toxic ass. Yeah. It just destroy the opportunity that couldn't come to fruition for me or you. Mm-hmm. Just the stupidness of it. Yeah. it just yeah. you just like, God damn. You just 
and not to even discuss that with me. I could have told you that was a bad deal, mm-hmm. not only for you Al, and me. It wasn't going to happen. For, there was no way they was going to do that. Yeah. And your blind ass. And it, was, <laughs> it was just, you just like, oh, man, fuck it. You know, and you, you hear that. On top of you hear the shit from um, Holly Robinson Pete. You're like, God damn. No. And then, but like I said, I did have good and bad. Had a beautiful black woman, Kim Whitley, that came in and helped me try to save it, but she couldn't. Yeah. yeah. She couldn't. So let's talk about this latest special, man. Legendary, yes. right? Goddamn right. Watch it, goddamn it, and compare. <laughs> All I want y'all to do is just compare. Just, just What's the criteria? You know what I mean? For all comics. What's the criteria? What's the criteria? Put your work out and then let the work speak for itself. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, that don't have nothing to do with me, whomever. Mm-hmm. If we gonna sit here, but at some point, motherfuckers gonna have to put their work out and update their resume. You can't live off the shit you did before. Yeah, exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't bring, um, Nas had to drop shit after Ill- uh, Illmatic. <laughs> after Ill- you yeah. understand? Jay-Z had to jump, drum, drop something mm-hmm. after his first job. You yeah. know what I mean? Reasonable doubt. You got to give us something. You just can't ride on the same one. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a blessing. Thank you out to Dave Chappelle, Stan Lathan. I was looking at Richard Pryor's uh, special and uh, Sunset, and Stan Lathan did that one. I was like, look at it, Paul. Damn. Yes. Yeah, he was a part of that. I was like, look at Stan. Stan has been in the comedy game. Ricky, Ricky Harris, I mean, Ricky uh, Hughes, I mean, Ricky, I'm going to get her last name. My sister's burning my mind. Mm-hmm. All of them. Ricky, you know I love you. Uh, putting that together, shooting it together, opportunity to D.C., um, a hometown and wanted to take it home. Uh, got a call from the uh, president of Netflix, called my agent and said, Dave Chappelle is asking, uh, can we uh, get your phone number? Because I just inked a deal. Um, need Quake's number because he want to call him because we just inked the deal to do his special. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a prank call. <laughs> no so, shit. Yeah, I thought they was <laughs> pranking me. Come on. The president of comedy calling and asking, first of all, mm-hmm. can he get the number that he just called? <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> and call, you know, Dave Chappelle. I mean, give it to Dave Chappelle so he can call me for it. And then about, you know, Five minutes later, I think I gave it to him again. Man, I'm going to do your special. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hot. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to gonna change the world, Quake. Oh, my God. And when I tell you this nigga's meticulous, you understand why he is meticulous. It took. It, he reminds me of Dr. Dre. I work with Dr. Dre doing that pill shit, the voice on that shit. Mm-hmm. And when... We was just doing the voice for the pill on that fucking shit. And we was there for eight hours. I had Dr. Dre ain't no rapper, man. <laughs> now, God damn it, I went out the studio, motherfucker. I, I said the words the way the words gonna be said, nigga. It's the, that's how I say the, nigga. It ain't the, it ain't this. Can you give me the again? Like, come on, nigga. Come on, out, Dre. God damn. I see. You know, because Snoop did an interview. They told motherfuckers, I'm going to work with Dr. Dre. He said, man, be patient. Dre ain't going to let your ass out. And I was like, I'm, I felt it. Yeah. Me, Corey Hogan was in that bitch. We was in that bitch, nigga, for about nine fucking hours. And I was like, wow. man, listen, bro. We ain't dropping no album, nigga. 
play another beat. God damn, ain't no beats to this. <laughs> this is just lines. <laughs> Voiceovers, nigga. God damn. So Davis like that when oh, it comes to comedy? Yeah, yes, Lord. He wants to hide his and head the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I was blessed enough to give it to him on the first take quake. Wow. So when he cut the first, when he came and got me on the first one, he said, nah, you can do whatever you want to do. I got it. <laughs> but he, how he wanted to drop it, when he wanted to drop it, how he wanted to put the other thing on, because you got to understand, all that shit that from the back, the shot coming out, he put the uh, he put the grimy part of it, doing the introduction, that was at the comedy store, mm-hmm. which brought it from like the introduction there and then into the venue with other, he put the shit together and then how they shot it from the back coming in with Wale, mm-hmm. hitting Legendary and all the shit on it. All of that shit he did. I just sat back, me and Young went up to, what what do you call it, the shack. Shack. <laughs> yeah, he got a shack up in there where you go up here. We went up there about three, four times. Damn, just man. sitting up that bitch, just chilling with him, talking about, I'ma cut it, I'ma cut it, I'ma get it together. <laughs> uh, we took it in, shot it in July, poser dropped in, we was in the first quarter in August, September, to go out. That motherfucker ain't dropped till February. Mm-hmm. Took him from there all the way to that to decide to let that bitch go. And mm-hmm. it was perfect timing because it was the last day of Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And that's how we promoted it. Get your last dose of this goddamn nigga shit. <laughs> <laughs> right back till you go back to the Caucasian world. <laughs> and you definitely gave it. <laughs> Before you go back to Caucasian world, we're gonna give you the last day of nigga shit. <laughs> But you know, it was a blessing in my own my own object my own objective of it was to capture what I've been doing for thirty years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like my fans, my new fans, and is doing so much for us. But my new fans, like, damn, that's great. The boy, who is this dude? Mm-hmm. And my old fans, that's just quake because yeah. I've been doing this for thirty yeah. years. So. It was it was a blessing, mm-hmm. like I said, a thirty year overnight sensation. And that's know. dope. It's about time you got it, man. Right, as long good as it to come. see you on that big stage. Man. Oh man, that's good. And it's sweet over here, Slim. <laughs> oh nigga, it's sweet. You walk in every white club. It's like you Moses. <laughs> they part the Red Sea and comedy club owners coming in. How you doing? Uh, what you? Who I'm in mean with you? With you? How you doing? White, black, and white comics looking. God damn it, there he is. Man, you earned it though, man. You earned it. Yeah, but boy, it's it's good to feel it, boy. They coming in gear to you, boy. Yeah, yeah. You got that, like Jamie say. You got that. You got the miss. You know, you just see it. The fog is over you. That kind of shit. Yeah. I gotta ask you this question now, because I know how I feel about it. Would you say that you underrated? No, because see. I tell comedians all day, you shouldn't need anybody or anyone to validate your success. Mm-hmm. I never did. I knew I was funny. I My peers knew I was funny. Plus, I made a lot of money. And then, to be quite honest with you, I have the gift of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, man, I think I have never walked on stage ever without thanking God for picking me out of all the other people that was in my environment, on the corner and everything, to bless me with a gift that allows me to just do what I want to do 
live the way I wanted to live because the only aspiration I had in my life was to live like a drug dealer without the without the crack without the consequences <laughs> oh, okay. and the repercussions of being a drug dealer you understand no, he said, the same goes he, he said he need the crack he just don't need the consequences of the crack exactly. <laughs> the crack there's no jail time yeah, yeah yeah the jail time the killing and all that I wanted to live like that dude wake up in the morning walk in the motherfucker I buy new clothes nigga yeah. get up when you feel like it have a constituency that be waiting for you when you get up mm-hmm. that Women love to be around you and all of it. I wanted that lifestyle without the consequence. And he has given me. And, you know, gratitude is, and and I think a lot of people don't have it, is thankful for what you got. Yeah. Compared, because it could be a lot worse. I told my, my boy right now, man, I seen a dude cleaning up the street that looked just like me. I said, look at me. God damn. That nigga looks like he got the same swag I got. <laughs> What I the? saw myself in him because mm-hmm. I am him. Other than the grace of God, I will be him. Mm-hmm. And so since the answer to your question, when you have that attitude, you never feel you underrated mm-hmm. or underrated. You know what I mean? You you already won. You have already succeeded because you already you never allow nobody else's expectations to be put upon you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And once what we said previous, once you're getting all the, the accolades from your peers, you don't need a TV show or a movie. I would like it, mm-hmm. but uh, yes, you don't sir. need none of those to validate your talent. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and I never will. Okay. So let's figure out, how did you get into radio? How did that start? Was that something you wanted to do, or you just so funny, people just started saying you need to be on the radio? No, like I said previously, when I seen Steve do that shit, and then Steve took it to the level Till he got a syndicated show, and he was doing that. And what that what that does for you when you have a syndicated show is nothing but an infomercial for everything you want to do. Mm-hmm. So you want you in 130 markets for four hours. So every one of those markets, you can go do a comedy show because you have already previously advertised in there every day for four hours. Damn. Compared to where if I come here. She has the, the comedy club owner got to buy a spot, pay my motherfucking thing, and hope you hear it in a 30-second clip. You're going to hear my ass four hours every day for every mm-hmm. motherfucking day, four hours a day, five times a week. So I don't need a promoter. All I got to do is go rent out that venue, get on the fucking mic that I'm in, and say, I am coming to Macon. Come see me in Macon, Georgia at 8 o'clock. The show's two shows on Friday. That's it. I don't need no promoter. I rent the channel and cut out the middleman and everything. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Most people can't do radio because see what you have to understand with radio, you got to be quick with it and you got to understand you are nothing but the bridge from the song to the commercial. Mm-hmm. Keep that person engaged to them for them to listen to a song that they can hear on their own and pay attention to a commercial that's paying you for the listener to hear you too. That's why DJs and everything was always, always uh, intimidated by comedians and didn't want us to be on the radio with them because they knew we'll whoop their ass because they don't make the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They using the same records we got. See, if they made, they ain't DJ Khaled, they ain't making no cuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
monotone motherfucker. Good evening, everybody. This is your boy from 1404. <laughs> All them niggas talk together. <laughs> Corny. Corny than a motherfucker. The same voice. They go to, the same yeah, voice. they go to journalism school, you know, and broadcast. Good evening. It's 430 in the evening, and today there's traffic. Did you know that if you don't eat cereal early in the morning, you would choke? Hey, it had a side chick-ass chick. Tell me, Carol, have you ever had... <laughs> Like, <laughs> nigga, we gonna worry your ass out. Yeah, yeah. And we we saw that. So seeing that, so um, I have always wanted to do um radio for that reason because I seen how it was propelling other comedians to that level, mm-hmm. and they had that business acumen to be able to that flexibility to promote. Especially if you syndicate it. Mm-hmm. But even if you ain't syndicated, that local mic that you own, like I was in, you know, uh, New York, I had WBLS, the number one radio show in drive time. And I still have a uh, um, Father Day show that came from there. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a Father's Day show, and that's because I had a radio show that I could, put, I could promote that show of 10,000 tickets every time for say come to Father Days because I'm tired of mothers getting all the shit and y'all just forget about fathers, god damn it. There's some good fathers out here. I know mm-hmm. some niggas ain't paying their child support, <laughs> but god damn it, we want something good too. Fuck, yeah. it. Fuck all that. So give back to father. So yeah, man, it got into it. So I was good at radio because that's how I had to sell my tickets. And I tell comedians that all the time. I used to wake up in the morning. I, didn't, I, I never had the privilege of hosting Comic View or uh, a Def Jam. So I had to do what Steve did for me. Mm-hmm. Get on there in the morning, be funny as hell in the morning that people driving to work like, God damn it, we got to go to the Kansas City Improv. That mm-hmm. motherfucker was on there, was killing. And that's why you do fucking press. Some comedians get that bitch and do an interview session. Yeah, it was cool. And then, man, no motherfucker want to hear that shit. <laughs> you are there <laughs> to make a motherfucker say, who was that eager ass nigga on that radio? And I need to go buy a goddamn ticket. Yeah, that radio. Your, if you're going to wake up five o'clock in the morning, ride with a motherfucker you don't trust. <laughs> over, <laughs> over to a place where you're you need to get something out of it. Yeah. Fuck interview it. If you're going to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Remember the objective. And see, I said I was lucky enough in early in my career to see Steve do it from seeing it from 50 people mm-hmm. with him not doing it to selling out four shows on Friday from just touching that mic, being funny on that motherfucker. Once he showed me that, mm-hmm. I learned that on it. I don't, nigga, it was on. It was a wrap. So as soon as it, if you was an engaged, DJ in the morning, we'll go at it. Mm-hmm. But if your ass was sorry, I'm going to run you over. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to get a chance to talk. I'm just going, yeah, 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 <laughs> for five fucking minutes of tearing your city up and shit like that mm-hmm. to the fuck I'm trying to make somebody crash mm-hmm. to buy it. And then you'll tell ass in the club on it. Boom, boom, boom. Lime star light, lighting up. I can go into town back in the day, go into town. 40 tickets, 30 tickets, 40 tickets, everything. Hit the radio just like Steve, and I sell out by the time I'm finished with press. Damn. That's the power of it. Mm-hmm. 
But see, now it's kind of different because so many of the, they don't have so many local morning shows that syndicated and they taken over and corporation that took over the mom and pop station and they gone on. So it's a little harder now. You got to get on a syndicated one on it. But for me, as a young comedian that didn't have the accolades of seeing him, you know, host F Jam and all this or mm-hmm. Comic View, fuck, I used to tell them motherfuckers, give me all your goddamn press. And I tell them, give me the same press you give white comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go to Rock 94. I want to go Rock 95. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let on here. And you go on that motherfucker and you slam it, man. 10% of their audience come to see you, but that's 10% more than you had before. Exactly. And you sit there, but it is a grueling, because you get in there Thursday night, you'll start at five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and some press don't leave till six, till 11 o'clock that morning, 12, then you got the two shows after, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And a lot of comedians don't understand the power of it, and that's the way you differentiate yourself from other uh, comedians, and you have to always understand, and me and, um, club manager here from Kansas City was talking about, it's only 52 weeks in a year, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, nigga, you don't have to be number one. You need to be in the top 52. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And you're competing against Navi X. Uh, you, you're competing against uh, uh, social media, internet comedians, and you must have a, a, a clientele and a constituents that are come see you so you must continue to do press early in the morning to remind the people who like you to come see you mm-hmm. and also to tell people who haven't heard you, this is why they should come see you. And yeah. that's why radio is so important. So once I got great at it, then I started saying, I want to do like Steve and um, that Ricky wasn't in the game at that time, but it was Tom Joyner and the rest of them. I wanted to do that. And I had the afternoon driving. That what made me, really quit the job in New York because they didn't want to syndicate me. I said, I ain't come to New York to be no DJ of New York. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I want afternoon drive. Steve in the morning, Quake in the evening. Exactly. God damn it, that's what we want. Can't give me that. Motherfucker, I'm going back to L.A. It's cold out here. I'm on the <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. I definitely feel you. How do you feel about podcasts? You being a radio guy, how do you feel about the new wave with podcasts? Um, I, I don't know too much about it, but um, I went down and um, fuck with the, my man down there in Austin, Texas, you know, fucking with him, you know, and um, he got a lot of money off of podcasts, and I was like, woo. So mm-hmm. I don't know too much. I know radio. I'm in traditional radio. I have my radio show that now that's on Sirius XM under uh, Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud. We're number one on that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, congratulations yeah, on that. We 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 thank you. We we doing well on that. But I am gonna look into podcasts because a lot of motherfuckers got it. And if you see a lot of people with it, somebody making some goddamn money. Somebody making some money. Some money. It ain't you us know. yet, but see, we coming. Goddamn. Yeah, goddamn it. I'm just telling you, <laughs> making that motherfucker. It's it's too many people with podcasts. For not making no goddamn money, cause everybody got one of them motherfuckers. I'm always late to the party. You know what I'm saying? But you gonna get in though. I'm always late. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm late on the internet shit. <laughs> late on, cause they was like, put tag your jokes on on Instagram, and I said, fuck, I charge for these jokes. I ain't just gonna get these motherfuckers away. Yeah. Twitter, it was all that. You know what I mean? So I was late to the game. 
Okay. I got to ask you another question, too, because I see you active as hell on Facebook, social media. Yeah. You run your own account? So you yeah, got I got like a somebody? team, nigga. I got a team. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, you be I'm posting a, a lot. You got damn right. I'm trying to catch up, nigga. I'm trying That's to catch up. up. Uh, yeah, I got a team. Uh, her name is Star. She's over my whole media thing. She's outstanding. I, she takes it personally. The great thing about her, she knows me. We've been knowing each other for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, when I met her, she was a waitress at my comedy club that I told you personally about it. Mm-hmm. So she knows me, and I mean, she's excellent. I get I get just as many uh, compliments on my social media as I do on my act. Mm-hmm. Nigga, who? God damn it, your Instagram. I wake up in the morning. That is my <laughs> goddamn news, nigga. Where you find all that? I said, yeah. I said, I got a motherfucker in the lab. Well, I'm watching her. I'm trying to get my shit like her. Yeah, she <laughs> update that oh, motherfucker, oh, yeah. bro. She she takes it seriously. <laughs> she know when to drop it and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta have some questions for Spencer. Go ahead, give some. I'm listening. We gotta we gotta ask you some questions. So, yes, sir. How did you get into comedy? Uh. I started comedy like just like well not just like him but I was in the military too I was in the navy and uh, I got kicked out you know they don't like you smoking weed on the boat and shit so. they don't like that hell no what the fuck because we at war like we need weed <laughs> so I just wanted to do something I couldn't get fired from you know what I'm saying I got kicked out of, I got kicked out of college I kicked out of the navy and, and you can't get fired from comedy you cannot get paid but you can't get fired so I was like I'm doing this that's God, what's man. up hell yeah that's how I got started in this shit man I uh I started at uh, his club man I started at Uptown he wasn't he wasn't uh, in Atlanta at the time, but yeah, I started at Uptown about ten years ago. So, do you feel like you have to have a being a younger comic? Do you feel like you have to have a big internet presence too, or are you more old school? I rather um, like hit the pavement. It, it it depends on the person. It definitely helps, but at the same time, like I when I came in, they was telling us like, hey. This Instagram about to take off. Y'all need to be doing the Instagram stuff like that. But I came up on folks like Earthquake and, and Steve Harvey and all those guys. So I wanted to do it the traditional way. I wanted to mm-hmm. be at these open mics and gain fans and all that. Hindsight, 2020, I should have been doing Instagram shit. Yeah. But yeah, I said, I, I love the way I came up because my shit is pure. And you know what I'm saying? I can. I, I I follow anybody. Like if we talking Instagram comedians and stuff like that, is it's it's different. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a talent as well. Yeah. Doing Instagram stuff, that's a whole different talent that I don't have, and I'm not scared to admit that. So mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just to each his own. You know, however you do it. All right. So last night I noticed there was only one feature. Mm-hmm. How much pressure is that? You know, it's only going to be one personality that go up there before a legend comes out and just burn the rest of the fucking stage down. Is that pressure, or are you used to it now, or like how you feel about it? Man, I love it, man, because I get both checks, so. Don't follow. Another thing I did for this no good grateful moment. Put nobody else on the show. And they could be putting other people on the show. I'm like, hold up, how this going to affect <laughs> what the fuck we got going? <laughs> you know, me and you talk now. Me you me. fucking with my checks, Quay. Hey, hey now, hey, fuck if the nigga funny. Fuck all that. What this money situation gonna be so yes no it's no pressure though uh you know you it uh it actually helped me a lot to build up my time and shit because you know uh, you, you you being up there you know i probably came in you start off with a high five so to build my uh he gave me an opportunity to build my setup mm-hmm. uh, i've been with him like uh we going on three years now so mm-hmm. just doing that every city you know every night it uh definitely made me a strong a stronger comedian so yeah it, it don't it's not pressure anymore it's uh more anxious you know saying okay. to get up there and work out and do this shit uh, yeah man. Well, shoot us a couple things you've learned from earthquake just 
Like Damn. it could be comedy, life, whatever. All this shit, man. You uh, you learn from everything. Like I'm with him so much. Like just like these stories he telling y'all, man. I I heard him and, and like I appreciate him for even opening up and telling me this type of stuff. Like mm-hmm. just the same way he said he went and saw Steve Harvey do the radio. I saw him do the radio the same way, and I was like, man, this shit is awesome. Like, and mm-hmm. I remember the first time I got on the radio with him, I was up there talking and I I was doing the monotone shit like he was saying. He was like, man, shut the fuck up. I tried to give you a chance. <laughs> KMOJ. So, but then oh, I was like, boy, even if I got a lot, I'm gonna be funny on that motherfucker radio. But I'm gonna say something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I learned a lot from him, bro. Just the game, how to work, how to work with people, how to interact with mm-hmm. uh, with guests, I mean, with, uh, you know, people in the audience and stuff like that. How to have the pace to your jokes. Like, yeah. he done taught me so much, bro. He taught me, like, infinite knowledge. I can't even, you know, I can't even explain. Yeah, because the reason I asked you about the pressure is because it's not often, like, we've interviewed a lot of comedians, but yeah. this nigga over here is sitting over here, like, fucking my timing up and everything. I'm nervous. I'm trying to wait until he finished talking. So oh, yeah. just that aspect of it, I want to know how you deal with that because, like, me and her, we do the podcast. We freestyle here by ourselves. But yeah. there ain't no legend sitting here with us. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, no, you got to know. So, I, I know him now, though. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, 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 we got we got just like y'all got a chemistry, you know what I'm saying? We got our chemistry. I ain't gonna say we shacking Kobe, but he's shacking. I'm Derek Fisher. <laughs> I'm on the fucking team. Nigga. Yeah, you did. Put my buckets up, nigga. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> nigga? So I work in the triangle, nigga. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm working hey, in the triangle. Derek nigga. took a big shot, man, in San Antonio. I'm a, I'm a hit nigga. my shot. I'm a hit my ran shot. out the goddamn gym. I remember that game. But he wasn't supposed to get the ball. Yeah, no, he didn't. No, he, he wasn't supposed, supposed to get, get the, the ball, ball, but he did something when, hey, he, when he got, got it. That's all you gotta do, man. When your opportunity comes, you gotta take the shot, man. Yeah, so another yeah. thing he taught me, man. You know, I've, I've been blessed to do it. Like he did the Netflix special. He uh, he let me open up when he did it in DC. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, man. Uh, if you watch it, you know what I'm I know y'all seen it. Hell yeah, I was watching it again last night. Pause it at 35 minutes and 58 <laughs> seconds because I'm standing right there with this. Nigga. <laughs> I'm standing right there with this nigga. So screenshot that. You just pause it. Okay. 35, 58. Do do? Oh, nigga, My girls can't even talk to me no more. They call me, hey, sweetheart, you, you know I don't go by Spencer. Hey. 3558 oh, now, yeah. You know <laughs> that my numbers, yes. <laughs> that my numbers. You feeling lucky today? 3558, boy. Try it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, man, that is dope, though. Hey, man, tell me how was it to meet Dave Chappelle? Did you get a chance to hang with him? Or like, how did that work? Yeah, yeah, I hung with him, man. It was, it was a blessing. Uh, it was huge for me, man. You know, that's like the Michael Jordan of our shit. So mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying you meeting this goat. Who uh got these powers? Like he superhero, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he really to, is. To see him, like to actually see him on TV, even to you know what I'm saying to be with Earthquake, cause like when I told my daddy I was gonna do comedy, that nigga like he didn't believe in that shit. He bought me a lawnmower, like he never, <laughs> never like <laughs> never. Yeah, what? But his, you just always, need a rider, nigga. Yeah, but always, but always though, like even before I wanted to do comedy, my dad's favorite comedian was Earthquake. Yeah. So like when I was in high school, before I even thought about doing comedy middle school, like he always used to talk about Earthquake. I always used to talk about earthquake mm-hmm. but he never believed in my comedy like he always used to say you know what I'm saying he need to get a job fall out fall back plan you know what I'm saying when you moving out shit like that <laughs> then give soon, me a date for real as soon as I got with that nigga earthquake he was starting telling people I knew my son could do it but that nigga always had it in him but that's my son like I told him I just told him he was telling people like I just told the boy to live his dream yeah. <laughs> that's all I, I said that's all the fuck you said <laughs> I was right there I was right there was that the Lot more still parked at the house. Oh, come on, brother. Yeah, oh, so, God. It was, uh, so 
that was big. That was bigger for me to meet Dave Chappelle. That was bigger for my parents. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. I wanted that so they can see that you know what I'm saying the, the stuff I'm doing actually paid off. Yeah. So it was, it was just a blessing. That's that's all it was, man. Huge blessings on blessings. And these are true stories, man. True, not because his mother came to me and said, "What she said? Know, <laughs> Listen, man, I met his mama the first time, and this everybody <laughs> you were related this if you had to." She said, how you doing, Mr. I said, right, you got my baby? <laughs> she said, all right. I said, I said, yeah. I said, do you got my baby? She said, I said, yes, man, I got it. All right, she said you got him. Come on, let's go, man. Grab her husband. He in good hands. Let's go. Let's go. I got to ask you twice. Yeah, like she, a two yes. Like she, like she dropped him off at the daycare. You know what I'm saying? You got my baby? You got him. You got him. Okay, he good. Here's his diapers. Here's his things on his, and his snacks in there. Take him all and drop this nigga off like he was at the daycare. I said, oh my God. You know, you holding this. I'm holding this nigga. <laughs> the fuck? And every time I fuck up, he say, You know how I let you go, but I promise your mama. I've been born. I promise your damn mama. I promise your mama. your motherfucking mama. If I ain't promise your mama. Yeah, if I ain't promise your mama, it would have made it to three years, you bastard. <laughs> But I had promised your motherfucking mom. You can't break that promise. No, nah, because she was serious. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't no joking in this. You know, look me eyeballing. You ain't lying to me. She didn't let his hand go. Let my <laughs> hand go with nothing. I was like, no, nah, look in her eye. You got it, man? And as soon as she saw I was sincere, I said, yeah, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I got it. Yeah. All right, y'all. He said he got it. <laughs> right, told, told her husband, come on, let's go. We can get him out of here now. He said he got him. I believe him. Start the car. <laughs> I said, God damn. All right, sir. We'll see you when you get back. Yeah. Have a good time. Hey, well, I got to say this about Dave, though. Dave came to Kansas City a couple weeks ago. Now, I was feeling myself for a little while. We've been doing a podcast about a year and a half. I had some really, you know I mean, big stars on here. Earthquake up in there now. When Dave came to town, man, he shut this motherfucker down. I got a few homies that can, you know what I mean, if I can't get in touch with them, they can get in touch. Thought I had a little network going. Dave don't answer. Nobody. I I'm Nobody. T- I didn't track this publicist down. I didn't on Instagram. I'm in her inbox. She like Dave and I already told him, don't y'all answer no. You know how you search celebrities' pages and you might find their cousin or something. I'm that nigga. Like I'm gonna find Dave Chappelle, but nobody. But I went to that show, bro. It was like, like that was the best comedy show I've been to. Sorry, Quake. Okay. Seeing Dave for the first time. You second though, goddamn it, right Ain't there. Ain't no problem seeing <laughs> I never take that. It's subjective. What's funny to person another? Not saying any funnier, but it was just that show. I guess it's the first time I've seen him because I've just been looking at Dave Chappelle like a certain way. You know what I mean? You've yeah. been, it was just like, yeah. Chappelle just bloomed late. He been around forever. Man, Chappelle is. <laughs> then all of a sudden he turned into a super comedian. You know, Chappelle, y'all just don't understand. Chappelle has been our LeBron James forever. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's a phenomenon. He, since 14, he has been the, the chosen one, the golden child. Mm-hmm. When I got my deal, I told you about my TV show, Dave Chappelle had 18 deals. Damn. Dave, it was not a network that Dave did not, could not have a deal with. We went to Montreal and he performed, man. Everybody flocked around him like he was, he was Tiger Woods mm-hmm. in comedy. You just don't understand. He has always been that, and um, and I knew he was the shit. Cause first of all, when I, how I met Dave is I booked him at Uptown, and uh, my partner did. I didn't book him, mm-hmm. but I I looked this and found out how much we was paying. I was like, who this motherfucker <laughs> giving all this money for? He's Dave Chappelle. He's the funniest dude up. I said, 
Well, he's from my hometown, D.C., you know. Yeah. Game want to recognize game. I said, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to take him on all his press. You don't need to take him. Yeah. I go get him. Mm-hmm. Picked him up from the airport. You'll see it on the thing. When I picked this motherfucker up, we smoked some blunt, dropped him off. I said, I'll come see you in the morning, pick you up, do the um, media run. Did all that shit. Still didn't see none of his greatness of hire because he's such a low-key brother. He ain't. Certain comedians try to uh, validate they funny by being on all the time. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That he wasn't even that, and he still ain't that today. And when that motherfucker boy got on stage and he did this joke, and this classic, he said he wrote it the week that he came to my club. How did they come up with the word nigga? Oh. <laughs> I thought so that I said, I see why. Yeah. Gang recognized game. I was like, God damn. Mm-hmm. The fuck? You know, this kind of shit you push a girl. God damn it, it's fucking with you. I, I missed that joke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was it was it was from then on, it was great. And so no, no. Greatness. I always say this. It ain't nobody's top five. I don't give a fuck who you are that you should be in, white or black. Sure. Latino, I don't give a fuck. If you ain't in their top five, man, we really don't like comedy the same way. That's how it is. That's how I mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got great teeth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, let's kick it in, Bianca, before we end it. Okay, so we ask every guest on our show. Come on. What are their top five comedians? Ooh. And top five. I was wondering how he's going to feel about it. I was a little okay. nervous, but go ahead. Some, some people just are like, I just don't want to. Answer. Um, it's because it's subjective. You know, what's funny to everybody is funny to other. Um, I'm kind of at a disadvantage because I don't watch other comedians because I don't physically write. So to keep my thoughts pure and not contaminated, watching other comedians, I don't want to think I see them and then later on think I came up with it. But that being said, Dave, Chris Rock, the Dundot of all of us, Eddie Murphy. Uh, he is. He's just it on it. Yeah. Um, Corey Holcomb, just because. Uh oh. No, I, I I love Corey because of his fearlessness. Yeah. He don't give a fuck. Any man that do his act like that is Spellman. All woman. You hear me? That, all woman's college. You understand? That's that's nuts. Yeah. You understand? For that. That's the ultimate confidence, and I am what I am. You're going to tell me I ain't going to live on it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, George Clark, George Carlin. Okay. Yeah. And that's a solid-ass top five. Yeah, George Carlin sitting on it. No disrespect to any other of my friends on it, but mm-hmm. those are the ones I think of right now. Smoke a blunt, and I might come <laughs> with another five. <laughs> but right now, at this time, in a room list. in Kansas City, this is, <laughs> this is the one we're rolling with. And see, I didn't even put myself in there, so how can you be mad? <laughs> didn't even include myself. This is a good list. Okay, Thank movies. You. Ooh. Trading Places. That is Always on yeah. You understand what I'm saying? That's always Hustle you. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic you shit understand? right there, though. Tell, yeah. a, tell a hooker, hustle you. <laughs> <laughs> you a prostitute. He was appalled by yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, he was appalled. <laughs> hustle you. <laughs> it, was a, oh, it was all a nightmare. It was all, I was broke, and it was all because of this Negro. <laughs> 
God damn. That motherfucker. Did I tell you where all my bitches at? My bitches, the limo, the foam in the limo was broke. That's why I couldn't go down and get in contact with my bitches, but you wouldn't know that because you're a big Barry White eating motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> the funniest movie nigga, list we ever man, had. I'm telling you, nigga. I'm telling you, boy, that motherfucker get me. Um, again, oh, nigga. Oh man, Harlem Nights. That's always. Oh, on. come on, nigga. Yes, yeah. always. Come on, on nigga. Yeah. You can't Straight even fuck with that one right now. No way. So put your mama on the phone. <laughs> yeah, listen home. here, Carol. I ain't never come home. You take care. <laughs> That was the hardest line ever. Nigga. Oh, you want to shoot me in my pinky toe? Now I got to cut you. Now I got to cut Just eat the goddamn little drop of goddamn orange juice and shut the fuck up. Why would you do that? She was so bad. Nigga. Oh, my God. That was dope. Yeah, you understand. Who would leave a swig of juice? With a swig of juice. We'll drink the shit and shut the fuck up. Now you know she loves you. You know she loves you. She's talking to Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, I'm an all Eddie, man. I mean, I'm telling you, dog. <laughs> and motherfucker coming to America. Yes, sir. You understand? Yeah. I, I wasn't too much on the, on the two, but the one, nigga. Yeah. It's a goddamn shame what they did to that dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, that one had a million sayings in it you can say right now. Everybody know what you're talking about. Earl, get your ass up. You're going to pay that rent. <laughs> Make it like you done fell down the motherfucking slips. And don't try that falling down that the stairs shit either. Yeah. Uh, who was that actor? That nigga. I remember that nigga. I don't know his <laughs> name. He said, don't fall down. <laughs> that was a powerful 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> falling down the hat. You know? Oh, man. Of course, Fridays. Okay. Just for show, you know, and I tell motherfuckers, if you put a quality skit, get, I mean, a quality fucking um, script together and put, not letting everybody just tell jokes, nigga. Let them be a storyline with funny people in it. Mm -hmm. It can do well. So those are mine, man. Okay. That was dope, huh? Okay, let me see. And oh, you missing one? You got oh, both Fridays. Yeah, and, and then okay. uh, no, one Friday, and then you can go head back with Boomerang. Oh, <laughs> man, oh, you yeah. got the coordinate. Yeah, okay. you, you know something about Boomerang? How are you? Hey, I know Boomerang. I had to ask him because he. Hey, you know what? Yeah, yeah, no Boomerang. I just let me rewind for a minute. He's talking about he came up on earthquake. I looked at him like, nigga, you like thirty. I'm thirty, but shit. Now, when I got older, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to know what what y'all was laughing at. Oh yes, sir. I just saw Trading Places like last year, so I I recently know what y'all talking about. Boomerang as well. So yeah. David Allen Gray, all that, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. That's what's up, man. That's the real you gotta fun. Gotta bang that pussy. You gotta bang that pussy. <laughs> man came back out the bathroom. His jacket was reversed, <laughs> man. <laughs> he had a mushroom on the yeah. inside. He had the inside. The out. mushroom lining. You just think sweet. about your mother and father in the bathroom fucking at your boy. It's real. <laughs> and they coming out there. And just like you was talking about how they Bro. put actors around Martin, they, uh, Tisha, uh, Teach Campbell, she's at Boomerang, and she holding up the signs uh, for her yeah. Don't fuck him, girl. <laughs> yeah, that shit was classic, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Boomerang is classic, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like this list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a good list. Man, I'm going to say this. You want to get a top five? Got to get uh, Spencer's picks, and then we'll wrap it. Yeah. Um, Let's see what your comedy and movie game like. Oof. Uh-oh. Mine a little different. Um, top five comedians. He go, no names and stuff we don't. We, he go names and stuff uh, we don't know. Well, your top four. We already know one. 
Yeah, for sure. knock him out. <laughs> uh, Got to throw in. I love I love Kevin Hart because like he's the new generation. Eddie Murphy, like what he's done for the game. Um, Cat Williams. Uh, yes, sir. That, that first special, that Pimp Chronicles, it was just like that was like amazing to me. That sh- was amazing. That selling weed and shit, definitely not definitely, <laughs> definitely like, all that shit. Yeah. Uh, Classic but, Cat. Of course, Dave Chappelle and uh, Chris Rock, just because he used to, like he used to really go there. Okay. That's, a, that's a good list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another for strong sure. list. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. They ain't fucking we went, around. We can we see that. Sure. I know. I got you. Yeah. OG only fuck with real niggas. Yeah, yeah we see that. We, we see. see. We see. Yeah. Now my movie list it get a little crazy. Here we uh, go. Let's rock. National uh, National Security. That's okay. Right. That's Martin. Okay. Um, uh, it's tough. Uh, Rush Hour. Okay. As far as comedy. Uh, Pineapple Express. There you go. There you go. Stoner Flicks. Super bad. Yeah. Okay. Super bad. I, I know. These, right, these that hilarious movies to me. And the last one. So you be one. watching movies. Oh, yeah. I'm a movie kind of sewer. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one I'd probably say, uh, top comedy movie I can watch. Did I say Malibu's Most Wanted already? No. Nope. Throw that in now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a hilarious movie, bro. Okay. Hilarious movie. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that's my five. I go with that. I, I watch that shit movie. once a year. It get better and better. What Malibu? Malibu's <laughs> yeah, most Malibu's most wanted. Bro, that's my shit, bro. <laughs> and like Anthony Anderson and uh and Tay Diggs, like they was killing it. Don't do it, bloodbath. I got the cut. <laughs> Don't do it, bloodbath. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that's my movies, man. So yeah, that's my list. That'll wrap me up. Okay. Man, oh, well, I'm gonna say this, man. This has been one of the dopest shows. I want to say this, man. I really do think you are one of the legends of comedy, man. You're a true king of comedy. I think you're underrated. You a little bit humble, you know what I mean? I think you way Man, I'm going to say you're on one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen. Yeah. Thank you. So I definitely want to give you respect. I want to thank you for coming on the show and not blocking me, you know what I mean? No. So, <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> Some of your other homies got stories like that. Well, you remember this nigga Ron, that motherfucker was in my inbox too, but it worked out, man. So we get to sit with legends, so... And Spencer, the protégés, the next legends coming up, man. We want to thank y'all. Thank you so much. For coming through the show. It was a pleasure, man. No, I am. And, man, don't don't, don't stop it because, see, you'll eventually get through. Perseverance. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Perseverance. I learned that from a Supreme Court justice, Mm -hmm. Ms. Jackson. Mm -hmm. And they asked her. She said she was walking through the uh, uh, Harvard grounds, Mm -hmm. and she could tell – she was overwhelmed, and she said, um, it was a young, older black woman, you know our people, sister, an angel, mm-hmm. to be honest, which came over to her and looked at it and said, it's overwhelming, huh? She said, yes, I've never been. And she said, she just looked through and said, persevere. Mm-hmm. Persevere, and that's what I'm telling you, man. Fuck yeah. it. You only you just keep on. Remember, you can only accept one yes, and you're only looking for one yes. I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck how many no's come. Exactly. And because you persevered and kept on coming, I'm here right now, and we're, the rest of them will come see you. Mm-hmm. Right, it has been a pleasure. Sister Girl, it's always a pleasure Thank to see black coming. women over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and for your staff and everybody else. And if y'all trying to follow me at any time, uh, you can find me on social media at The Real Earthquake. That's where you call me at, The Real Earthquake. Thank you Yes, y'all. sir. God bless you. Thank you, y'all. We out. <laughs>